0: Well, I put my red X in one of the classrooms. Um, in the last couple of years, I was working um, through the school district. They have an after-school program that the kids come here for, um, and it's at-risk children that come and get help on homework and all of that kind of stuff. And there was one day when one of the students had forgotten her book that she was supposed to bring to read, which was kind of a repetitive thing, and so it was a little frustrating, you know. So I had that oh, okay and. Um, I said, so you need to come up with a solution. What are you going to do? And she said, well, can I read that? And she pointed to a book and it was the Bible. And, she, and I said, absolutely, you can read the book. And, and so that opened the door um, to just being able to talk with her and she asked if she could read, you know, can I, can I read it again tomorrow? And it was just a really awesome um, encounter and not even thinking about, you know, I was working with kids and homework and there was an opportunity. The church has really been transformational in um, our whole life, our whole family. Um, it's brought our family closer together. It's um, brought my husband and I closer together. in just um, a community of people that just kind of wrap their arms around you and say, you know, there's no judging. You know, come as you are. It's one of my favorite songs when they, you know, come as you are, we're all broken and scarred, you know, that. And so just wrapping around and saying, here we are, we're supporting you and holding you up. And so it's been a great, awesome thing for my family.
1: Very cool. I love that story because the, the specifics of, of what Dee was working on in terms of like just doing an after-school program, that, that Red X experience transcended what she was doing. There was a significant moment that happened there. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be looking at some of these stories that you, that you see. Because the reality is, uh, I would hope that we would all agree, and we talk about it from the stage practically every week, that the church is not this building, right? Amen? Uh, the church is you and I. The church is this, these, these dynamic relationships that make up every Sunday when we gather together. And, and so it's not this building. However... The reality is, is that you and I, in relationship, we take up space, we meet, we gather. We gather in in these spaces and in those uh, moments and in those spaces, significant things happen. So for example, uh, uh, September 11th, 2001, I remember getting woken up with a phone call and it was Troy. Troy's saying, dude, you gotta turn your TV on right now. I'm like, what? What what's going on? Just turn your TV on. The World Trade Center is being attacked. I said, What? And so I run down and I and I, I was living with his family in, in in California while I was doing high school ministry and went into the the living room and turned the TV on and sure enough there was news footage and I watched live as the second tower fell. And just how With my jaw dropped going, I cannot believe this is happening. So why do I tell you that story? Why do I recount that moment? Because obviously culturally, that was a significant moment that happened. That's something that we put banners up that say we will never forget and things like that. But when you talk to somebody, what do you ask? Where were you? Where were you when that happened? The place... Ends up having significance to the moment that happened. Now it's it's interesting. Harper and I were just talking right before I came up here that uh, Harper was a, a missionary in in Mexico for a couple years, and she left for Mexico that same year, and so her location had a huge part to play in her experience of that moment, because it wasn't on Mexican soil where that happened and so the fanfare and the news was not nearly as heightened and so it was this distant thing that happened. She doesn't have the same kind of like thoughts and memories for her. It's like, where were you? I was in Mexico. And so it's just interesting how the place, the location of where these things happen it's important. And I think if all of us were to uh, uh, start to think back about where significant moments have happened in our lives, I think we would have a long list. I mean, I see the Jackets here in the front row sitting in their living room and bawling and having hard conversations about life, about marriage, about God. I'd probably go and put a big red X in their living room. Now, when we did Leadership Launch a few weeks ago, we did this... uh, Experiment, if you want to call it, by saying, hey, let's mark some significant opportunities that were taken inside the walls of this place that we can say, look at what God did, and mark that with an X to say, let's capture that moment, let's capture that opportunity taken. And I got to tell you, it, it, I don't think that we even really knew what that was going to do and how that has really started to form kind of a, a cultural thing from within our church, because all you have to do is look around and you can see these red X's. You can see these significant moments, these opportunities that were taken, conversations that were had, and it's inspiring. It's, it's beautiful. I, I, I personally love the ones that aren't in this room. You just go walk through the halls, and not to, not to discredit the ones in here, but like you walk through the halls and you'll find corners and seats and little pockets where there's an X. And as you know, during the week, as I'm if I'm walking around and I see that, I go, something happened here. God showed up, God was talked about, God entered somebody's life. I may not know, but just seeing that X stirs something up in me. It encourages my faith. It reminds me of hope. It reminds me of why do we do all of this? Because there was significance to this place, significance to these walls. And so similar to, you know, sharing kind of where were you when, we see that happen in, in scripture too. If you uh, want to follow along, i encourage you to, to turn in John, open up to John chapter four, and this is the story of the woman, woman at the well, and you've heard the story probably several times before, and I'm just going to read it. Just It's a little bit lengthy, so just hang with me elbow your neighbor if they're already dozing off. And we're just going to read uh, a little bit of this, uh, or actually we're going to read this whole story. So, John chapter 4, now Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard that he was gaining and baptizing more disciples than John, although in fact it was not Jesus who baptized, but his disciples. So he left Judea and went back once more to Galilee. Now he had to go through Samaria, so he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, will never thirst. Indeed the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, "Sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water." He told her, "Go call your husband and come back." "I have no husband," she replied. Jesus said to her, "You are right when you say you have no husband; the fact is you have had 5 husbands and the man you now have is not your husband." What you have just said is quite true. "'Sir,' the woman said, "'I can see that you are a prophet. "'Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, "'but you Jews claim that the place "'where we must worship is in Jerusalem.' "'Woman,' Jesus replied, "'Believe me, a time is coming "'when you will worship the Father "'neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem.' You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know for salvation is from the Jews. Yet a time is coming and is now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit, and his worshipers must worship in the spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know that Messiah, called Christ, is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. That was her way of kind of saying, like, I don't know what's going on right now. for uh, for eternal life, so that the sower and the reaper may be glad together. Thus the saying, one sows and another reaps, is true. I sent you to reap what you have not worked for. Others have done the hard work, and you have reaped the benefits of their labor. Many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told them everything I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with him, and he stayed two days. And because of his words, many more became believers. They said to the woman, we no longer believe just because of what you said. Now we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this man really is the Savior of the world. So for many of you, not a new story. It's a beautiful story where we get to see this great picture of Jesus offering grace and forgiveness and truth-telling and being very direct and meeting her right where she's at. It's an amazing story, but we're going to look at it from just a slightly different angle. I want to zero in and focus on the well. The well was a character in this story. The well had a place of prominence because of what it symbolized. It was a place where people gathered. It was a place where you came to to not just get water, but most likely where you socialized. This was a meeting place. It had significance in their ancestry, too, in terms of being handed down from Joseph and his father Jacob. And so the place meant something. Obviously, the place did not offer salvation or anything like that, but it was where they gathered, and I don't believe that it was coincidence that Jesus happened to park there. I think he said, I'm going to go where the gathering happens, and I'm going to wait for the opportunity to speak into somebody's life, and he did, and so we have this building, it is not perfect, it is not meant to be glorified, it is not meant to be worshiped. But this building is a place where conversations can happen. I have a, there's a red X in my office. I have no idea what happened in there. I really don't, I, and part of me is almost glad. Like if you put it in there, don't tell me. Because I almost kinda, it's, 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 it's humbling and it's inspiring. I may, I may not have even been in there for w- when the red X, you know, when the story was, was, uh, was happening, but there's a red X in my office. And every time I see that, I, it just reminds me that there is significance to this place being a place that encourages conversations to happen, encourages truth-telling, and encourages authenticity in being able to take the, some of these next steps of faith. And so we're going to spend some time just sharing some of these stories. And again, it's not to glorify this place because the reality is there could be red X's all over this city, right? Good Lord, can you imagine what like Starbucks would look like? It probably has like a million. Because again, the the, the well was like the coffee shop of the day. That's read, really, hey, let's meet at the well. And you kind of get there. What's going on with your marriage, man? That's where stuff happened. And so... The, you know, coffee shops, if you were to go to, like, Starbucks or La Java, they'd probably have a lot of red X's. And one of the things that was really cool about coming out of Leadership Launch when we first kind of did this little exercise, uh, for those of you that were there, you remember Troy saying, imagine what our city would look like the more that we as God's people start to take the opportunity... For these conversations, for these significant moments to happen. Do you imagine the red X's that would be permeating throughout Green Bay? That is inspiring. So I wanna, we want to share a few stories about these, some of these specific red X's uh, and, and what God is doing in this place. And so check out this video.
2: There's a lot of places in this building that I could put my axe, but I knew exactly where to go. Um, I headed down to the chapel. Uh, I put it right in front of the um, right in front of the stage, and that is because um, probably let's see, maybe four years ago I was asked to lead the chatters um, section of the vacation Bible school for the little kids, and. Um, That is honestly where I found myself. Um, I had been searching just for a while, just being a kid, turning into a teenager, going through college, a lot of emotional um, things that I was dealing with and um, didn't know who I was. And that day when I um, taught VBS, I was completely myself. Um, I knew God told me right then that is... This is who you are, Mandy, and um, this is what I want you to do. He gave me the gift of teaching, and I taught kindergarten, first grade, um, different, you know, ages in the schools. And I knew that it was a gift he gave me, but I know now what he wants me to use that gift for. And that's for um, teaching children about him. And um, that's what I do. And I love it. I love this church. I love every single kid that goes to this church. And... I love their families, and I'm just so excited to be a part of this.
1: That's awesome. Love Mandy. (laughs) Well, I I invited some friends up here to share some of their story, because it'd be really boring if it was just me trying to tell a bunch of stories. And so I'm going to introduce you to a few people. So this is Allie, and Allie is, I, I would say, probably one of the most influential people in this church, because this is Troy's daughter, and if there's anybody that's probably has responsibility for shaping his heart, I would probably say that it's, that it's his daughter's. And I, uh, it, it's, it's so crazy to, to, to think about uh, Allie now being a junior in high school and, and driving and all that, because I actually visited Tricia in the hospital when you were born uh, in California, and so this is just like, she's mind-blowing, but and it makes me feel very old. But but anyway, you have a red X and you have a story. So why don't you tell us about where you put your red X and
3: why? Yes. Um, I put my red X in the front row uh, because about a year ago, uh, I was listening to the announcements about the upcoming vapor trip. Uh, And I just remember thinking I wanted to go so bad uh, that the financial part of it was like it seemed impossible almost just the money and just I started fundraising but it wasn't really going very well Um, and so I think at that point I just said to God like well if you really want me to go on this trip then uh, you will provide for me and I just came at peace with that decision Um, but after the service an individual came up to me and wrote a check for um, my trip for five hundred dollars and that just it was just really cool to think that one person would invest so much into me and my trip to go to Haiti because I think they knew how much it would have an impact on me and it didn't really stop there I got home and I had more checks and more more families in this church and um outside this church just investing in that so I just cannot be more thankful for that and it was a very life-changing opportunity
1: that's so cool it's awesome just how, how God provides and uses that that's pretty cool um uh, I want to introduce you to, to Jay and Natalie. Now Jay and Natalie, they've been attending the church for quite a long time, but there was just more recently that you guys had kind of more of a, a, a significant kind of experience that really catapulted your experience here. So so Natalie, I'm going to start with you. So why don't you why don't you start with where you put your red X and then we'll, we'll hand it off to Jay. So.
4: Um, like um, Bobby said, we've been attending off and on for about 10 years here. Um, the last seven more significantly as we've been married for seven. Um, I put my red X in the front of the church somewhere up here, one of the smaller Xs. Um, marriage isn't easy. I know a lot of you know that. Um, even, as you're, even as newlywed, even when you're young, uh, the temptations and just living in America the things that um, can get in the way and cause you to stray off your path are everywhere. Um, Our marriage, our first year, three years, I would say, was really rough and hard. And one Sunday I came here without my husband, Jay, and um, after service I was in a really rough place in our marriage, and my thoughts were places they shouldn't be, and um, I was concerned. And I went up to Troy after church, and he has a million other people to help. And he stopped for a moment, him and his wife, Trisha, and they prayed for us. And I was touched by that, that a church this large would take the time to pray with just one person when there are millions of you that go through things probably a lot deeper than ours. But my red X is up there for that moment that I thought would never happen and that we might never be here together up here like this. Yeah.
1: And then, so then, Jay, so your story almost kind of parallel um, happening almost simultaneously to this. Uh, Why don't you tell us a little bit about that, about your experience? Like
5: Natalie was saying, um, we've been coming here since I think it's 2004, so about 10 years now.
1: And can I, I I just have to interrupt too, because I know, I mean, you said it at the first service, but like, just time out for a second, that you guys have been married for seven years. Natalie is old enough. Yeah, she she looks like she's 12, but she's, (laughs) but they've been married for seven years, attending here for almost 10, so anyway. Thanks, Bobby. Okay, time in. Yeah.
5: <laughs> so um, it was just recently in the last few months that I've really felt a um, draw to come to church more, get involved more. Um, I've been going through some issues with my father um, that have been very difficult for me. Um, so I started talking about um, it with my wife and my mom at home that I want to get involved more. And um, I just never did anything. Well, it got to the point where I was talking about it for a couple months and it never did anything. I know my mom. um, She gets um, online and starts looking up groups that I should get involved in. She gives me a call and she uh, says, I think you should join the garage group. I said, Well, yeah, that's a possibility. I said, I don't know if I fit in there, though. You know, I'm not really the mechanic and wrenching on motors and things like that. Mm-hmm. She's like, "Well, you like hanging around in your garage." I'm like, "Well, I understand that, but that's quite a bit of difference." Yeah.
1: Well, and and you loved that your mom was telling you to join these things, right? Yeah, it was a really great.
5: <laughs> so, lo-, lo and behold, fast forward a couple of weeks, we're sitting at home watching TV, and oh, my telephone rings. I look at the call. I don't answer it. I don't answer calls if I don't recognize the number. Voicemail comes up. I listen to the voicemail. Uh, hi, this is Joe from Green Bay Community Church. Your mother just emailed me. About, <laughs> I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. So I start texting my mom. I'm like, Mom, you can't do this. And I'm like, you just gotta let me do it on my own pace. I know it takes me time, but I'm gonna do it eventually. So fast forward again a couple weeks, and I'm, I usually have Tuesdays off, so I'm laying in bed. I get up in the morning, take a shower, eat breakfast, and I decide that I'm gonna make the move. I'm gonna come and talk to somebody at church some some of the stuff that I've been dealing with personally and uh, get involved I get up and I start driving to Green Bay community here and I drive right by I turn around and I drive by again I'm like (laughs) what is going on here and I start heading south on Cardinal again and I turn into the Y (laughs) so I sit there for about a half an hour so I'm like what am I doing Um, I finally got the courage walked in I ended up talking to um, um kim from the church here and i uh, went over some things with him that i've been dealing with and he was a great help and i really appreciate what he's done and listening to me and uh i asked him how do we get involved in the church more and he goes um we got a group called origins um it's really good for new people looking to get involved in church you'll meet people and it's really laid back and and uh that's what we did and it's been great so far and we really uh um, can't give thanks enough to the staff here at Green Bay community. Community. Uh, it's really meant a lot to us, and we're really looking forward to um, growing our faith here at Green Bay Community.
1: Well, and it's pretty cool, too, if I could just interject, that they uh, um, they attended Leadership Relaunch when we kind of did this whole Red X thing, and, and, and during one of the breakouts, we were just doing some kind of coaching and teaching, and like, how do you connect with people? How do you engage in, you know, conversation? And so, so Harper, my wife, actually kind of, like, singled them out in, is this, like, you know, kind of the guinea pig to say like, "Hey, I don't know you. Let's connect." And then, and just happened to bring up like, "Bobby's playing at the bottle room tonight. Why don't you come with us? We'll go." And everybody kind of laughed and was like, "No, really, we should, we should. You should come." And so they did. So we all got to we, you know, got to connect and hang out over there. We we had some soda and and juice, at, and uh, lots of juice, <laughs> and uh, and just got to hear more of their story. And it was just so cool to hear you know, where, where they were coming from, and then just take some of those vulnerable steps of being known, and then just to see some of those connections start to happen. So, so, Natalie, tell us a little bit about just kind of where you guys are at now, and you know, kind of post-origins, and what that meant to you guys.
4: And I wanna mention one thing after Bobby mentioned uh, the Bottle Room, and just connecting with someone outside of the church here. Um, Harper had her, must have had her eye on people that she didn't know right from the start of the leadership relaunch. And she was taking pictures. I hate pictures, I hate selfies, I've never been on Facebook. And she found me at the very end as we're all getting ready to start this leadership relaunch and said, you know, I need your picture. And I said, no, no, you really don't. You've got enough, I'm sure. (laughs) And um, then the call this last week about them asking us to share um, how we finally decided to connect with other people here. Um, I told my husband, wow, they're really good. No, they don't let you, you know, stop. You know, as soon as you've finished joining one group and Origins is done, now they're calling you and they want you to share in front of the church. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but um, my husband and I, uh, we really connected with people of all different ages in the Origins group. It wasn't too big, it was just the right amount and um, we're gonna start doing Saturday serves and our eyes and our hearts are open to all sorts of opportunities here and um. People here are great, and God really moves through this place. You can feel it and give it a chance. I know sometimes the meet and greet in the morning, when Bobby says, you know, find someone you don't know and shake their hand, we used to roll our eyes and say, (laughs) ugh, I'm not getting up for that. I don't know anyone here.
5: we are not alone. But. (laughs) And, Mom, thank you for sending that email.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Thanks, guys. All right. So last but not least, oh I forgot my clicker. Can you just advance to to Cindy's name? I uh I forgot the thing over there. Um, so this is Cindy Wink, and you also have been uh, attending here for a little while.
6: About 15 years. About
1: 15 years, yeah. So, you, so yeah, you 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 uh you've definitely been around and seen a lot of uh, life here at this church. Absolutely. So, um. Every is, day. Yes, which is awesome. Um, but you had. Uh, kind of a significant red X that you put down. So why don't you tell us a little bit about where you put your red X and why?
6: Well, I put my red X in Troy's office. A year ago in January, I showed up at my job and they said, today is your last day. And I was given five minutes to pack up my office, say goodbye to friends and try to move forward in shock, is what I was. I worked 19 years in Chicago and then I moved to Green Bay and I was at this facility for 12 years. So it ended up being this life-changing moment. I got in my car, I sat there and I called Rob at work and I said, listen dear, I lost my job. And he said, you'll be okay. I mean, things, things happen for a reason. And then I drove over to a close friend and spent 10 minutes telling her my story, and we prayed, and I went on. And then I drove down the street, and I felt this need to stop at Green Bay Community Church. It's my second family. And I walked into the office, and everybody was busy doing what they needed to do, and Troy was sitting on the couch, and I said, Troy, can I just talk to you for a minute? And he could tell that I was visually upset, and he grabbed a number of people from the staff and walked into his office, and they prayed over me, and Tricia was there and said the most supportive prayer that I could need. Now, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. The next day was probably one of the deepest depressions that I've ever been in. but through the support of friends and prayers and families and husbands and hugs. I moved forward and I realized within the last year that my identity wasn't in being a paralegal. My identity is in Christ and that's where I've been for the last year.
1: Tell us a little bit about how um when we actually did the whole red X exercise at Leadership Relaunch, mm-hmm. how you you and Trisha kind of had that little special moment exactly. when you walked into the office.
6: I didn't. I didn't even have to like say, Trish, is it okay if I go into Troy's office and put this X? She literally just pointed me in the direction and said, "It's yours."
1: Yeah, I mean, like literally, like, no words exchanged. Like Cindy walks. Cindy walks right. in, and Trisha goes, and then. She's, <laughs> And so they knew they knew
6: where I was at that point, yeah. and I have been blessed this past year. and I have luckily landed in a new position in what I used to do, and I am yeah. satisfied. and I yeah. will continue to move forward. So.
1: Well, thank you so much for sharing. Can you thank these guys just for sharing their hearts? Um, so whoop, put that away. There we go. so hearing those stories, you could see, I mean, from Cindy's story of just job loss. I mean, I'm, I know you don't have to do a raise of hands. I know that there's some people that are going, I'm right there, right now. Or people like uh, Jay and Natalie that were just feeling, I am just disconnected and broken, and I know that I have great need in my life or stories like Allie that are saying, I don't know how provisions are going to come in, and I don't know what else to do other than just to ask God. And you hear these, these incredible stories of how God met those needs and how the, the, the X, the little mark on the floor, in the context of this space, pointed to something so much more than just the space itself. It pointed to the relationship. It pointed to the encounter with God that was life-changing. And so as we get ready to to, uh, move into communion, um, I want to just encourage you, wherever you may be at, to maybe just start to think about some things. Think about where you're at in your own journey, in some of the steps of faith that maybe are right in front of you, that may seem either scary or... uh, are unwilling to step into. Um, And let's draw from the woman at the well story. Because the thing that was so awesome about that story was not just the encounter at the well. Because what happened after that? She left that space and went and told people. She went and said, come and meet a guy that knew everything I ever did. If you think about that, that had to have been pretty embarrassing and vulnerable. But because of the encounter, she said, it's worth sharing. Because that encounter was so significant that I think you should experience it too. And then even the response of the people in that story, it piqued their curiosity. And so they said, hmm. And they went and encountered Jesus. And you remember what the last line in verse 42, it says, No longer do we believe just because you've said so. We've experienced it for ourselves that he is the Messiah, that he is the one that saves. So you see this beautiful progression of this meeting space, a gathering space where Jesus is there. He initiates a conversation that is significant, that is poignant. I'm sure that her red X would be right at that well. But then she leaves that space and shares her story. And tells her story. So for some of you, you may be uh, wondering what to do next. And I'm not going to try to prescribe something perfect or really clean, but for some of you, you just need to come back. Maybe that significant moment hasn't happened today. Uh, It might happen tomorrow. It might happen next week. So you just need to come back Come to the gathering place, come to the well. For some of you, you need to engage in the conversation. As hard, and as difficult, or as vulnerable, and scary, and risky as that might be. I think about Jay just kinda saying like, I don't wanna do this, and so he parks at the Y before he finally comes in and says, yep, I'm hurting. And then from there, just to see how God was able to use people to to meet some of those needs. And so for some of you, it's just to simply engage in the conversation. And then for others of you, you may need to be the one that initiates the conversation. That initiates to kind of be that, uh, you know, the, the, the Jesus to somebody that starts the conversation. Because... Many of you in your sections where you're sitting right now, you may have even noticed somebody walking in and you, you don't have to be a psychologist to know they're carrying a lot of burden. You can see it on their face, you can see it in their demeanor. We are not gonna be able to meet those needs from here. We are not gonna be able to engage in every conversation uh, from this platform of the stage. But you, that saw that person come in, you have that opportunity to step in and initiate a conversation to say, how are you doing? What's going on? How can I serve you? How can I help you? How can I pray for you? Because that just might be that person's opportunity to mark that moment with a red X to say that is when everything changed, that is where I encountered God. So wherever you may be at, I encourage you to, to think about some of those opportunities. And again, it's not to glorify this place specifically because we know that there are significant moments that happen all over the place. Jay's red X may be in the parking lot of the Y, But the fact that we have this place, the fact that we're praying through things like Ripple, this is not meant to be this like big promotion for Ripple, but we're, 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 we, we see these stories, I, I see these all around, and I know that, man, significant conversations and God encounters have happened. It makes me bold and unapologetic about saying, I want to grow. I want more people in the room to be able to experience that. It's not about trying to just boost up numbers so that we could be a big church in the area. It's saying, we have a gathering place where I believe with all my heart that God can meet people. And so, if we don't say we want to grow, what's the alternative? I'd prefer it to be half full all the time. No. I want this to be packed full of people that are creating Red X stories in this place and beyond. And so whatever you need to do right now in your own heart as we celebrate uh, communion, which the reason why we do that every week is because we recognize the significance of what that means. It's, 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 a, it's kind of our own version of a, of a red X because we remember the life, the death, the sacrifice, the resurrection, and the promise of Jesus Christ. We can't be reminded of that enough. That's why we do that, and so as you go and as you participate in that sacrament, be thinking and praying about uh, how you can do one of these three things, or coming from Leadership Relaunch, we we said this, this blew our minds, it honestly did. When we see these red X's, it's so moving that we said, we need to let this become more part of our culture where we can signify and mark those moments of opportunities taken. So we didn't want to just close off that chapter at Leadership Relaunch. And so we put rolls of tape on the walls next to all the communion stations. And I would encourage you, because even as we're talking, some of you probably said, I know where mine is. Mine's down at the chapel, whatever. And it could be anything. Again, the stories were so diverse. Jesse, one of our staff on our building team here, he has a red X out in the lobby because that's where he proposed And I just, I love that. It's real life, real faith, real people, real struggle, real encounters. And so for some of you, you need to grab a couple strips of tape and leave this room and go to wherever that red X is, and that's okay. Some of you, it might be in this room. It might not be. And so as we go, I just want to encourage you to to step into that opportunity. So let's pray. God, thanks thanks again for just providing this 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 space, this space for, for gathering, this space for for meeting, for, for being together. And and in the midst of us being together, God, I just we, we invite you in. We invite you to speak to us. We invite you to move in our hearts, to change the way we see the world, to change the way we see each other, that we would be perceptive and sensitive as we see others that might be hurting or in pain, and that we take action and we step in. I pray that we would be people that are, are willing to take the risky step of admitting our need, of confessing our brokenness, uh, confessing our need for you and for others. And God, I, I, I just boldly ask that that you would use this place to be that meeting space for people to encounter you. We ask that it would grow, that we would see uh, uh, new people that have not experienced you would be able to encounter you in this place and that as we celebrate those encounters here that we would see the fruit of those encounters all over this city that there'd be full of red X's of opportunities taken of significant encounters all throughout this city and so God we just ask that you would make this true of us we pray this in Jesus name amen